I essentially had to change my number and reestablish boundaries and just say, no, we're doing this through email because it, it was a lot. You know, people don't think it's a lot when they're asking you two and three questions, but if you have 100, 200 parents all asking you those same questions that you already kind of talked about, that got to be a lot. Welcome back to my channel, the number one place for entrepreneurs where I give you the keys you need to succeed. There are so many questions that people have as entrepreneurs, as wannabe entrepreneurs, as someone who's starting a business, and today we're going to answer 10 of those questions. So I put out a PSA asking people what questions they had for dance studio owners, and today we're going to go over some of those answers. Now, before you click off, if you're not a dance studio owner, just know that the, a lot of these are general business questions that would really help you out in your service or your product-based business. So stay tuned to find out some of the interesting facts about owning a business. So we are going to get into it. The first question is, how did you decide to open a dance studio and what motivated you to open a dance studio? So I know I've always wanted to open a dance studio. When I was in middle school and high school, I always said I wanted to own a dance studio and that's because I had a really strong connection with the people who had been influential in my life. My dance studio owner and my gym owner from when I did gymnastics had a really big part on my life. Um, they were a really big motivating factor. They influenced me in a lot of positive ways and I knew that I wanted to influence kids in that way, influence the next generation through dance and essentially be Miss Asia, which I am now. But that was the main reason for me wanting to open a dance studio. I just wanted to change kids' lives and be that person to them and that mentor to them and hopefully bring someone joy, teach them hard work, teach them leadership skills, all the things like that. So that is essentially why I wanted to own a dance studio. Number two, what challenges did you face when first starting a dance studio? How did you overcome them? I would say when I first opened a dance studio, I probably was very naive and blind to the challenges that I would face, but it allowed me to just go ahead and go in head first. Um, and I just did it. A lot of the things that I look back on as challenges, they didn't really phase me in the moment because I just thought it was, I didn't think it was gonna be that hard, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I didn't think owning a studio was that difficult because I had always been in dance studios. I thought, I thought it would be pretty easy. But let me tell you, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't realize, um, as I'm sure with any business. So I would say a lot of the challenges that I had to get through would be just organization. And I think one of the funniest things is when I first did payroll and I called my mom's friend, which is my friend, but she was my old gymnastics coach and she has her gym. And I said, wait a minute, I'm paying taxes on these people. I'm like paying their taxes for them. She's like, yeah. So I didn't realize as a, as a business owner, when you pay someone and they pay their taxes, they're essentially only paying half their taxes and you're paying the other half. So that was probably the biggest thing that I didn't realize that I had to do as a business owner or a dance studio owner. The other things would just be getting acclimated to marketing and accounting strategies and just making sure that I was doing all of those as proficiently as I could. But there's a lot of help on the internet, like these kind of videos um, that helped me as well. Ooh, another thing that I did not I did not anticipate having to do was establishing boundaries as a studio owner you're working so closely with people's children that you essentially become part of their family but there still has to be boundaries in place and I didn't realize that as a studio owner I was giving my number to everybody I was 
talking to everybody, answering questions all at any times of the day. And um, I essentially had to change my number and reestablish boundaries and just say, no, we're doing this through email because it, it was a lot. You know, people don't think it's a lot when they're asking you two and three questions, but if you have 100, 200 parents all asking you those same questions that you've already kind of talked about, that got to be a lot. So establishing those boundaries and just letting people know when it was acceptable to converse with you and when you could answer questions and when to email you and when to call you and when to text you. Um, those were things that I all had to put in place and that was something that I didn't anticipate having to overcome. What are the most effective marketing strategies for attracting students? Digital marketing. I would say that. Um, it's funny because when I opened, I had this big idea that I was going to get all of these drive-by clients and people were going to see my studio and come in like they do any other store, but that's not true. Um, things started to change and you, you know, social media became popular. So really establishing your presence in social media and online, Google, Facebook, Instagram, all of those things are very important for attracting new students. But word of mouth is really important too. Of course, if people know someone personally, they're more likely to listen to what they're saying. So word of mouth has also been a lot, but in the beginning when you're first starting, obviously people don't know about you. So you have to put yourself out there digitally. And of course we've done all of the pounding the pavement and the offline marketing as well, setting up booths, doing trade shows, things like that. Um, just to get new students, but I would say digital marketing definitely goes 20 times further than those things go, so. How do you manage and motivate your dance studio instructors? This is funny because I never anticipated having to do this. And luckily I do have very good instructors now who they're very self-motivated, they know the vision, but managing people is never something that I really thought about as owning a dance studio. So it's definitely been a challenge learning how to do that. Recently, we've just been implementing more meetings and more standards and things like that, just so they know what the vision is and what type of studio we're trying to have. But a lot of my teachers are very self-motivated. Um, they love dance and they love teaching. So it makes it very easy for me. But I would say just implementing check-ins, meetings, making sure that people are teaching to your standards. The couple of times that I've had, that I have had to talk to teachers about what they were doing, um, it goes over well because it's such a loving environment and they know that I'm just telling them something because they, I believe that they are a good teacher and they could be better. So I would say just open communication and making sure that everyone knows the vision of the studio and what you're trying to convey in your messaging and what type of classes you're trying to have. Okay, how do you create an inclusive dance studio environment? This is also something that's funny because I never thought about that before I was doing it. Um, Obviously, as a black-owned business, as a woman-owned business, I do attract a lot of people who are of different races, of different body types, of different ethnicities. Um, and yeah, I was just grateful that I was attracting people, but I'm so grateful that I've created an environment where everyone feels comfortable. We have all types of people who come and dance at my studio, and I love hearing, one of my favorite compliments is, it's a family environment. Everyone is so welcoming. Like I feel so comfortable there. I would say inclusivity as far as ethnicity came naturally just because that's what I am and I try to make sure that's represented in our staff so that it can be represented in our students. Um, we are very adamant about making sure everybody can see someone that that represents them. Every student can see a teacher that represents them, see staff, and we're respectful and teaching good quality education at the same time. So 
I would say that's how I've done that. Um, as far as like body type, I've grown up in this industry and I've had lots of teachers who who shamed body types. Not necessarily to me personally, but I've seen them do it to other students. So I just try to make sure that we don't do that. We promote being healthy and if anything, if I'm talking to them about eating, it's because they're eating junk food that's not fueling their body. But I just try to make sure that I'm teaching them to eat for what they're doing. So eat to fuel your body for dancing and then just not shaming their body types. I've had, you know, teachers who've like pinched fat and stuff on their student. I don't do any of that because I wouldn't want that done to me. And I just try to make sure that we're not shaming body types. You know, there's different types of bodies who dance. And I think that's showing more and more through professional dancing. But with that being said, I don't need someone to be a stick to dance here if they know how to dance, if they're good and they can take corrections and they're hard workers. I would rather have that person than a stick figure who's a dancer. So I just make sure that the dancers know that they're appreciated, but they should be doing what they need to do to be at their best to be dancing. So, How do you handle scheduling and registration in your studio? So. The kids schedule is something that's very difficult to make. It is one of the things every year I have a hard time doing. Everything just has to be so strategic when you're creating the kids schedules, especially the rec schedule where people are not required to take every class because you wanna group classes in a way where they wanna take other classes. So there's some classes that are required, for instance, if they check jazz or lyrical, they have to take ballet, but they may not wanna take jazz and lyrical. So making sure that we put Jazz or lyrical first, and then our ballet class, and then the other one after that is something that's important. Um, and then you have to look at teacher schedules and the age and what time they get out of school. It's really difficult. I do everything in a numbers file or like in an Excel spreadsheet so you can move things around. I would say the first thing that you should do is track which classes you want to have for which age groups, and then just start moving it around, playing with the times and things to make sure it works well with your teachers. But it's something that you may never feel is perfect, but I think we did figure out a pretty good system for our classes and completing the scheduling part of it. And then you just have to know that you're not gonna make everyone happy. There's people who are saying, oh, your classes are too late, they're too early. Those people are gonna have issues regardless. You kind of have to do what works best for the general public and what works best for your teachers in your studio. As far as registration, we do have an online system where all of our registration is done completely online. Um, you can come in and do it, but all we're doing is going through the online system as well. So we use Dance Studio Pro, which we love. A lot of people use Dance Studio Pro, Jackrabbit. There's all types of things that you can use. Um, just making sure that it's easily accessible and that parents can complete it without asking too many questions is really important. Okay, the next question, are there specific software or tools that have been particularly useful for managing your studio? Like I said, Dance Studio Pro is what we use for all of our kids' classes, our registration, our scheduling, and things like that. Um, it's a great CRM platform, and you can also communicate with parents and do emails and text messages. For our adult classes, we use Acuity. Acuity also integrates into our email marketing platform, so it works really well, but right now we're really satisfied with those two. Uh, I also use... I also use a variety of apps and softwares on the back end that our clients don't really see, such as QuickBooks, we use Asana and we use Slack for communication. So I think I have a video on the top five apps that I use or some of the apps that I use. And I'm still standing by those. That's not sponsored. I really do use all those. So, Have you had successful experiences with collaborations or partnerships that have benefited your dance studio? We have had successful experiences with collaborations. Um, some of my teachers have their own programs where they do a type of dance that we don't really do. 
and we'll collaborate with things like classes or their programs uh, making sure that their attendings for their programs take classes with us for a discount in exchange for something else um, in exchange for like signing up for a monthly rate or something that's special to them so I would say collaborations like that have worked really well we are looking to do more collaborations in the future so hit me up if you're interested our last question how do you handle important studio announcements or communicate changes to your student to your students and parents I'm a big email girl so I email things out I had to get used to texting things out and I also had to get used to telling people things multiple times for me I usually if someone tells me something I put it on my calendar or my own like internal reminder system and I had to learn that an announcement is not like a launch an announcement is not enough to tell people just telling somebody something one time is not enough so i definitely had to learn to email things and text them and post it in the studio and you're still going to get questions about it it doesn't matter how many times you tell people um and it's no big deal i used to take it personally like oh it's not important to them yeah it's not important to them they have a million things going on this is your life it's not their life you know dance is a small part of some people's lives it's a big part of mine so i just had to make sure to consistently tell people through email, text, and flyers. All the things, digitally, social media. I try to tell people as many ways as I can so they can't say they didn't know and they're still gonna say they didn't know. But it's just part of the game. I had to learn to get used to it. And that's it, those are the top 10 questions for dance studio owners. If you have any questions for me, go ahead and visit my website, www.asiaonline.com, as well as like and subscribe to this channel. Turn your notifications on so you can be notified anytime I drop a new video. That's it for this week. I hope you guys have a great day and a successful life. I will see you next time.